Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Hello. Hi. Do you want to go to a party with me? No. The game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. The game is starting. Everyone is here. I got my snacks, my friends, and a beer. Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun. Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one. E to the S to the P to the N is all I watch because I'm the man. If my team loses, I'll be Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. I'm so thrilled that you're joining us yet again. Your host, Gerald, here with you. And I have a guest host, as always. I bring in another P on the pod. We can't just have one P on this pod. we got to have at least two, of course, or the name would be false advertising. So I am excited, always. But this week, it's really exciting because it's a first-time guest for me. And I love having first-timers on the show. And it's kind of weird because we're Facebook friends. His uh, compadre Tony has been a patron and friend of my show for well over a year now. And I've been listening to his show for so long. I feel like I know this dude like really intimately, yet he's never been on two Bs. It's kind of crazy. But finally, he made his way over here. Let's say hello to Brian. He's the guest host this evening from Take Two. Brian, what's up, man? Welcome to the piece. It's really weird. I've been a podcaster for four plus years. And all those things you just said where we're, 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 you know, social media friends and, and more. And I'm so nervous because it's our first time, like, actually getting together actually talking to each other i've listened to your show for such a long time and you do a phenomenal job i'm honored to be asked to be a guest on your show thanks so much man absolutely man i've been itching to get you on here we've been talking about it for months now and you know finally i said all right i gotta i got a spot on the schedule just for brian let me hit him up let's see if we can get him in here Woo! And we'll get into the topic here in a minute because it's actually one that we kind of came up with collectively, but I feel like it's really in your wheelhouse. So I think you okay. you were kind of you were kind of like, let's do this. And I think it's a great topic. But before that, man, you had a, you just had a baby. Yes. Right. January I mean, what 29th. Are we, yeah. Okay, so what are we talking as we're sitting here a couple months now, right? This is a uh, round three for us. And, and we nicknamed him strike three because we're out. We're done with the kids now. We're, we're good to go. Um, yeah. Baby well, boy. The- baby boy, Callan. He came January 29th. Came a little early, but all are well now. So it was a little a little sketchy for a minute there. So we were like, oh, this is fun. A uh, little moment well, in life here. But the wife is good now. She injured good. and little guy is good. He, he's, he's chugging along. He's eating healthy, sleeping mildly through the night. Couple wake ups. But you know how baby has. Oh yeah. Well, congratulations, man. I was going to ask if you're getting any sleep. Uh, no, but whatever. Uh, not, not really. <laughs> Such yeah, as baby goes, having, I guess. It comes with the sure. It comes with the time. Sure, sure. Well, I, you know, I got a little two-year-old here, and then my my other son is seven mm. years old. So, and then I have a daughter in college. So I'm all over the place. So uh, we're similar because I, I my other my daughter is turning 13 next week. So that nice little okay. age gap in between them. Yeah, for sure. But congratulations to you, man. I've been seeing all the pictures and everything over on social media and, you know, send your best to my wife or to your wife. Yes. Send your best to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she needs she needs that. No, send my best to your wife. And uh, congratulations to both of you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, Brian, why don't you tell everyone, buddy, what is the topic this evening? You know, we do a fun top five show here and, 
you and I were chatting back and forth over on Twitter or Facebook the other day, and we kind of settled on this. And I feel like, you know, I, remind me, I think you came up with this, right? You were like, well, have you done this yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. Let's do it. Yeah, kind of heavy on the brain. Our show takes two deals with, you know, movies and TV all the time. So that's always on my brain. And right now we're in the middle of March Madness. We've got spring, spring training upon us and hockey. So uh, we're doing a little thing over on our end with sports movies. And then as soon as you hit me up, I was like, well, I've got this on the mind right now. So something yeah. that everyone debates is sports movies. But then also if we go further, like the best sports movie characters, like these actual sports movie athletes. And so right. come, you and I back and forth thought it'd be kind of fun to break down our our favorites. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to name the episode, you know, our top five on-screen athletes. Beautiful. Now, as I was compiling my list, and I think I told you in terms of criteria or parameters that it can be fictional or it can be real. So it can be based on an actual person that existed in the sports world, or it can be a fictional sports figure. Did you go that both routes as well? Uh, overall, I wrote down a little bit of both. I will say that only fictional made my lists, but maybe okay. when we get into the honorables, there, there will be an actual real person in there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I was looking at my list. I was kind of finalizing it earlier this evening, actually. And I kind of wanted it. The ordering is always the toughest thing for me. Like I can just think of all these different movies and characters when I'm making my list. But then when I go to order it, I'm just like, ah, because it's literally like they're all tied. Like I don't really know sure. like what to do, but I was making my list and I was going to tell you, so I've got 10, including my honorable mentions, and only two of them are based on actual people. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That existed. So I don't know. I found that interesting that it was a lot of fictional sports figures. So but when you were coming up here with your list, Brian, and you were doing your research, did these athletes, quote unquote, kind of come to you right away or did you have to really kind of dig in? Uh, I would probably say the five made it very quickly and there's a couple more on the honorable that i had to debate with myself are right, which one's going to make it on which ones aren't i have an interesting nuance when we get to the honorables which i didn't realize i was doing and we'll talk about that later but then i i started just throwing random names down i was like oh that'd be fun he'd be fun she'd be fun um but mm-hmm. i i think my crux and like you just said debating who's in the five slot the three slot that was a little difficult because right. i was like ah tomorrow ask me again and i could put that guy at number one i don't know yeah so these characters that ended up making let's just say your top five Mm -hmm. i mean did did you put them on the top five so in other words is it just like their performance or are these movies that you love too that you're able to like rewatch the films too definitely a bit of both but definitely a bit of both because a lot of them are on films that i love films that i can easily rewatch. but i wanted to also factor in characters that i could get behind and root for yeah well amen for that brother you know sports movies are like typically as a genre i know you guys are covering it all month long over on your show as we're sitting here but they're so like usually i mean not always but i would say 90 percent of the time they're so uplifting right Mm -hmm. such feel good feel good stories usually come out of sports movies you know yeah agreed agreed all around all right all right man well i'll tell you what let's get into it then we're gonna do our top five on-screen athletes they can be real or fictional brian is here from take two the take two podcast all of his information will be in our show notes and i will let him plug his show at the end too so you guys can look him up if you are a movie lover of any kind you should definitely check out brian and tony and the crew over at take two because it's a great show i tell you what uh brian let's take a quick promo break when we come back we will get into our top five on-screen athletes okay everyone sit tight hello listeners Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? 
As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right. Welcome back, guys. As I said, pre-break, we are going to be doing our top five movie athletes so they can be real or fictional. Brian, I'm gonna, you're the guest, man. I'm going to let you get us started. What is your number five on-screen athlete, buddy? Uh, my number five is a gentleman who is an incredible speech giver. He can inspire you with his words as well as his baseball bat. He holds the record for most home runs by a minor league ball player, and he has no problem telling another batter what pitch is coming if he's angry at his pitcher. My number five slot is Crash Davis from Bull Durham. I live in Durham. Did you know that? I think you really? did. Really? I, I knew you were in that area, so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I live in Durham, and Bull Durham's one of my favorite sports movies. This was uh, very close to my list, but it didn't make it, man. I can't believe that because I started, it was on my initial list of maybe like, I don't know, 15 or so. Yeah, yeah. And, and I started kind of like whittling it down, and I just did this thing where I was like, what movie would I like rewatch right this second? And it kind of ended up kind of shaking things up a little bit. But I have a lot of fun stories about Bull Durham because that's obviously where I am, you know, so it's it's a great local story here, too. Mm-hmm. But talk a little bit about this character and why you decided to land on him. Man. Crash Davis just seems like that guy that anybody can grab a beer with, anybody can talk to. He's been around the block, but he still kind of has that youthful exuberance to him that he can chat with anyone. You feel for him because he's all all he's ever wanted to do is make it to, you know, make it to the show. And he does. And he sat here in the minors and just helped other guys along, helped other guys along. And he's still done his job, been professional and more worried about what's good and right on the field. While at the same time, there's some things going on off the field. You know, there's a young lady in his life uh, who's, you know, messing around with other ball players, and that messes with his head. How does that affect his ball play? He starts hitting more homers. The best thing about the guy is if you need a rain out, he'll get you a rain out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love me some Bull Durham, man. I'm so glad this one got a mention. And I tell you what, man, very few, if any, actors do sports movies like Kevin Costner. Am I right? Mm -hmm. This is true. It's crazy how entrenched he is and with different genres. You know, football, baseball, golf, he covers them all. Yeah, he's great. Coaching. Yeah, he's great. I agree. So Kevin Costner killing it there. Crash Davis, your pick at number five. Good pick, man. Thanks. And a little hometown shout out for me, too, which is really cool. All right, so my number five is the first of two females in my top five. And this is a movie that I can remember when it came out really floored me, not necessarily from the sports aspect, but just from like the cinematic kind of value that that it gave. And I just was so impressed by it. It was one of my favorite movies of the 2000s, but it's a movie called Million Dollar Baby. Nice. And it would be it would be Maggie Fitzgerald portrayed by Hilary Swank. You seen this? Yes, sir. Very nice. Oscar winner. Yeah, Oscar winner. And I love Hilary Swank anyway, just such an amazing actress. But, you know, this is really just a story of the movie. I mean, it's just a story of perseverance and just kind of like a, a, a meteoric rise to fame, you know, and like just achieving success so quickly because of the hard work that's put in. And, you know, Clint Eastwood's character is kind of her boxing coach as well. And she's able to just like achieve greatness in such a short span of time, you know, like like a celebrity kind of breaking big overnight, you know, and then such a tragic 
fall and a tragic ending. And it was told from a very like dramatic cinematic angle, but you do hear about athletes all the time who, you know, an injury befells them or some tragedy occurs in their life. And it looks like they're just going to literally be the one of the greatest athletes of all time. And then it just all comes crashing down because of something crazy. And th- this happens to great effect to Maggie Fitzgerald in this film. And Hilary Swank is just such a tortured figure, man. And she just really pulls at the heartstrings in this movie. Clint Eastwood has always been one of my favorite directors. And I feel like he just is so sure-handed in this movie behind the camera. He was really able to get his vision across. And like you said, an Oscar winner. So yeah, I love this movie, man. I it's it's a downer <laughs> when I think about it, but I just remember thinking, man, this is such a damn good movie, and I have revisited it often, and I just love Hillary Swank's portrayal in this movie. What do you think of this one, man? Uh, Makushla is Irish for my family, and a mm-hmm. while ago, I named a dog Makushla after this film. Oh. Got the dog okay. recently after this, and we have very Irish roots in our family, and uh, it went well. We usually just call the, the dog Koosh for for short. Big fan, man. And the kicker with this film is it takes a twist. That And uh, spoiler, sorry, it takes a twist like halfway through. You're like, wait, wasn't expecting that. And now it del- deals more with these characters and their relationship together and their chemistry more so than it did the sports earlier on, which to me, sometimes the best sports movies don't necessarily talk about the actual sports themselves. And that I think is part of the beauty of this movie. So great choice, man. Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks. Maggie Fitzgerald portrayed by Hillary Swank from million dollar babies. My number five. All right, man. So you had crash Davis at five, a classic pick. What do you got at number four, man? Maybe not as classic, but a highly, highly touted recruit. I definitely put this on here because you and I like to talk a little college basketball all the time. And this gentleman spends the entire film being recruited heavily by every college under the sun, including one school that gets his dad out of jail to talk him into going to that said school. This is Jesus Shuttlesworth, played by Ray Allen from He Got Game. Good one, man. I haven't seen this. I saw this pop up on some list, and I haven't seen this in forever, dude. Hmm. Uh, I, I love I love this one, though. I just haven't seen it in forever. Do you, have you revisited this one recently? Not recently. Maybe a couple years back. You know, this is not Spike's best, but I, I love it. I remember this is what maybe introduced me to Spike. This is 1998, so I was 17-ish when it came out. And mm-hmm. this is like, I really got into Spike at the time. Denzel, of course, is fantastic in it as well. You get Rosaria Dawson in, in the film. And then Ray Allen. I mean, I mean, this is a legitimate athlete here that is now playing a character, and he does a fantastic job. There are many folks that, when they first saw this, didn't realize you have an actual NBA player playing this character because he did such a great job. Yeah, that is, that is true. You know, uh, well, I don't want to give away any spoilers for future mentions on this episode, perhaps. But every once in a while, those athletes will kind of dip their toe in and kind of portray not necessarily themselves, but like you know, they'll they'll be portraying kind of reenacting what they're used to you sure. know what i mean in, in a world that they're familiar with some of them are not great but ray allen was really good here so i think it's a great pick man i love that movie i just need to revisit it because i saw it pop up and i'm like oh yeah you know i just wish i could really my memory is leaving me brian i can't remember really <laughs> but i know that's a great pick so jesus shuttleworth is your four my number four is you mentioned baseball at five my number four is baseball as well and I have an interesting kind of anecdote about this movie and why this movie is really special to me. And there's really, and I'm not even kidding, there's like three or four different characters from this movie that I could have named. But I'm going to go with Dottie Henson, portrayed oh. by Gina, Gina Davis, from A League of Their Own, the 1992 Penny Marshall comedy. Uh, obviously, you've seen this, correct? We have crossover, pal. Mine's, ah. I, she's a little higher up. Yeah, man. Okay, good. Well, there's a couple, you know, I mean, Jimmy Dugan, I mean... Uh, 
Tom Hanks in that role. I mean, I really, really wanted to put him. He's actually my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Just such a funny, just great. I mean, Tom Hanks was perfect in that role. But Dottie Henson gets it for me here, and she's the athlete to come out of this film. It's one of my favorite 90s movies. But, you know, she's just this character who is literally the best at women's baseball. She's like the Michael Jordan of women's baseball, particularly in that era. And she just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> you know, like she's doing it for her sister. She doesn't care about the fanfare. She doesn't really care how successful the team, like she just doesn't want to do it. But as she's there and has her story kind of continues, she becomes a little more invested because of her camaraderie with the team. And she wants the other women around her to be successful. So she kind of tries to lift them up and almost becomes like a second coach in a way, along with Tom Hanks throughout the course of the movie. There's a lot of great comedy in there, but it's also a serious, it's also got serious overtones also. Gina Davis is another, similar to Hilary Swank, is another amazing actress that I love every time I see her. She just does such a good job. And this is such a triumphant, like, woman in sports and in an era when we didn't get that. I mean, that was the whole point of this All-American Girls Baseball League to begin with because, you know, baseball, but sports in general was very male-dominated back then. And this told the story of no dudes. You know, it's just these women, you know, trying to kind of carry the torch while the men were fighting in the war. I love this movie, man. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say about this movie or Dottie Henson, or do you want to save your commentary for when it comes up? You tell me. Uh, she, she's a little higher. I can go right now, and then when we get to it, I'll just let you know what slot she falls into. Yeah, go ahead. Piggyback okay. on me, man. So sure. why did you why did you pick it? Uh, a, this movie for me might be my most rewatchable sports film. I love this film. It's a big fan favorite in our family. It is so quotable. Hey, cowgirl, see the grass? Don't eat it. I mean, just there's so many <laughs> dumb lines in this movie that are hilarious, right? And and like you mentioned with Hanks, there's arguments to be made that he should have been nominated. He's so yeah. good. When you watch him in this, you're just like, gosh, dang, Hanks at his prime. He's so fantastic in this. Dottie, I will tell you, is not my number one. My When I first wrote this down, she came almost to my head first. And I mm-hmm. thought, I can't make her the top seed because of what you said. She quits on the team right. just before the World Series. So it's right. like, I can't have her be my number one athlete. She legitimately quits on the team just before the series. Then also there's the debate at the end of what happens without giving spoilers away. Did she do that on purpose or not? Mm-hmm. There's a heavy debate online there if you want to get into. But for what you did say, she's phenomenal. She's the queen of diamonds. She's Dottie Henson. She is by far and away the best player in the entire league. She carries her team after their best hitter, Marla Hooch, Hooch leaves the team to get married, which was ridiculous. <laughs> Funny, yeah. So, I mean, Gina... And like you said, Gina Davis plays her fantastically. And you're right. She shows an arc early on. She's like, I don't want to play. But for her sister, she does it for her. It's the only way it gets her sister even to the tryout. And then she falls in love with playing. She falls in love with the other girls. And it becomes a beautiful movie. So she ranks a little higher for me. Great choice, brother. Thanks, man. I'm glad we had a little crossover there. I always like that. So I feel like, uh, you know, like-mindedness is always good on these lists. So we'll see where it falls for you, Dottie Henson was my four but what is your three in the meantime buddy it's weird to say that this is three when you think like sports movies think of a champion think of the best and then you talk about like sports tropes ultimate underdogs rising above all of these obstacles and things like that and the ultimate and maybe the og of all of those things is rocky balboa And then I'm like, I only have him at the three seed. That sounds weird to say, but I do because I like the other two better that simply. But you got to have Rocky Balboa on your list at some point because he started such a genre of these sports films. A lot of that dates back to that Rocky film themselves. And then the character, he is nothing 
to the world. He is a bum, literally. And then mm-hmm. so he just gets pulled literally out of a hat, says, hey, go fight the champ. And what does he do? He goes toe-to-toe with the champ, wins over the hearts of Philadelphia and the nation at the same time, and the rest is history. Yeah, I agree with you. This is another crossover for us, Brian. Woo! You know, what's what's funny, I didn't mention in the outset, but when, you're, when your buddy Tony comes on two-piece, mm-hmm. I don't know if he told you, but him and I cross over like crazy. Uh-oh. <laughs> he, he came on one week, and we had like four out of five for like the same movies. Nice. But yeah, I, I love Tony, man. We, we have basically shared the same brain when it comes to movie loving. But yeah, so Rocky's coming up on my list later. I think it's a great pick, obviously. I mean, you know, you said it beautifully. I'll save a little commentary for when it comes up on my list, but I think it's a great pick, man. So Rocky, what's your favorite Rocky movie out of the series? Four. Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is something that yeah. Tony and I talk about. And it might just be a product of our age because yeah. that that was released when we were you know, finally starting to watch movies and whatever. So we probably saw that the most. But any film that can give you multiple musical montages that also the first one recaps the film you've already watched and you're still just sitting there at the edge of your seat loving every minute of it singing along to the new songs i i loved every bit of it and then i love when you just go up against a big villain a big bad villain yeah. that you have to fight mm-hmm. and that's exactly what drago was so four is actually my favorite yeah uh drago is actually on my list too he's in my honorable mentions oh so. nice good call wow yeah rocky four rocky four is my favorite of this franchise too so it's funny that you said that all right well my number three is a curveball man okay now Definitely a fictional athlete. Uh, some people might argue perhaps not even an athlete, <laughs> but I'll try to explain myself. So this is one of my favorite movies of all time, yes, but it's definitely one of my favorite 80s movies. And if anybody said to me, you know, you can only take like three 80s movies with you to watch for the rest of all time, and they're the only three that you could watch ever from the 1980s, this would be one of them. It might not be the number one but it would be in the top three 80s movies for me. And it's, but the character I'm choosing is Michael J. Fox as Scott Howard in Teen Wolf from 1984. That's fantastic. That's such, <laughs> that's such a great figure. It really is. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, the Beavers, man. So this guy is a dork. Okay. Scott Howard, his dad runs a hardware store. He works there part time after school. You know, he's in love with the, popular chick and you know just nobody wants to talk to him he has a bunch of kind of nerd friends he their basketball team is horrible it's high school basketball and of course we all know it's somewhat of a creature feature in a way because for lack of a better way to put it he turns into a werewolf okay to make a long story short and when he's a werewolf it's like a family lineage or a curse or however you look at it but when he turns into a werewolf he's amazing at basketball he's the best basketball player by far playing at pro levels if not better dunking on kids, you know, never missing shots, just absolutely dominating on the basketball court. And then when he's Scott Howard, he kind of sucks at basketball. He's not very good. He's missing free throws, you know, and I already mentioned all the social, you know, issues that he had too with women and whatever. Well, the story's awesome too, because then it really starts to tell us the story of, okay, what's really making him a good basketball player? Is it the werewolf Or does he just need kind of a morale boost? Does he need to kind of look within himself? And so the end of this movie, man, every time I'm just like sitting up on my couch, like just in just victory. That is just so great because he decides to come to the championship game as himself, as the human Scott, the Scott that has been just horrible at basketball the whole movie without the wolf. And he proves to everyone that as a team, they still can come out on top. They don't need the wolf. He even says that as one of his lines. We don't need the wolf. Uh, And he overcomes and he ends up, they end up winning the championship. And they do, uh, 
win in the end, that awesome montage, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Briar with the different plays from the game. Um, and then it's just such a great, just such a great movie, man. It makes me feel good. Like I said, it's one of my favorite 80s movies. And I thought it might be a left field pick, but I don't know. Did you see this one coming? What do you think of this pick, I, man? It it didn't make either of my list, but it I was I wrote it down. So I'm with you. I can't folks, if you're listening to this gentleman, you already know this, but the amount of heart that you just gave to the movie Teen Wolf was incredible. You need to be <laughs> writing bios for some of these films. And don't and don't get me wrong, guilty pleasure, love Teen Wolf as well. Everything you said was fantastic. The best part I always thought about this movie is his best friend's name is Styles and the girlfriend's name is Booth. Yeah. Styles and Booth. Yeah. <laughs> and Chubbs. Oh, and yes. Yes. Fantastic. There's so many good one-liners from this. I still use to this day, man. Nobody, Brian, nobody knows what I'm talking about. If this ever happens and somebody's like, oh, Teen Wolf, right? I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, you're my best friend. But I'll be at work and I'll just, out of nowhere, I'll just be like, you bozos better shape up out there. I can't do this all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows what I'm talking about. And they think I'm actually saying that to them. I'm like, I'm just, guys, this is a quote from Teen Wolf. Don't worry about it. But yeah, I love this movie, man. I quote it all the time. I watch it at least once or twice a year. I own it on Blu-ray. It's one of my favorite 80s flicks. And I, I thought of it pretty early. I'm like, you know, he's a basketball player. He's doing his thing. So he's an athlete. You know, he's not a very good athlete, but he's an athlete. Sure. So, seeing, seeing a werewolf in the basketball shorts was fantastic with the shaggy hair <laughs> coming out of the tank top. <laughs> it was great, man. Oh, so good, dude. All right. So Scott Howard from Teen Wolf, portrayed by the great Michael J. Fox, is my number three. And we're up to our runner-ups, man. What do you got at number two, Brian? Uh, folks, if you could do math, I mentioned that she did not make my number one. So that means Dottie Henson falls to my number two slot. So we already talked plenty about her earlier, but she falls to number two. Match up there. She's your number two. My number two is a character that has not been mentioned. And this is another one similar to Dottie where there was like three like in the running that I couldn't mention from this movie. The one I'm going to settle on, though, is perhaps the best role for this guy. And, you know, he's kind of an infamous character at this point in his life. He's done so many things. He's got so many things on his resume, some drama, some comedy, some action. But I love him as Rick the Wild Thing yes. Vaughn. Charlie Sheen from Major League. Well, the Major League series, but particularly the first one, man. I mean, right? I mean, oh, this yeah. guy was literally born. Charlie Sheen, from a film perspective, was literally born to play Wild Thing and the dude in the fucking police station in Ferris Bueller. Like, those were just <laughs> the two greatest things that so this true. guy could have hoped to have done as an actor. I mean, absolutely iconic as wild thing you know played in the california penal league <laughs> you know it's out of prison and the indians are putting together this kind of like band of misfits kind of like almost like a baseball version of the replacements kind of mm -hmm. and they're all just kind of either washed up or uh you know they're in the minors or they're coming off of like him where he was you know in jail and he was playing in prison and he's just a degenerate who doesn't really care about the game. He just, you know, but he grows to over time as the movie goes on. And he has those giant eyeglasses because he can't see very well. His vision's horrible. I love the one scene where he thinks he gets cut because they play the practical joke on him. And he goes into the manager's office and ends up, you know, basically cussing him out and throwing the baseball at him and shit. It's a really good acting performance, especially in that scene. Yeah. But yeah, Charlie Sheen, man, as, as Wild Thing Vaughn is, is up there for me. He's my number two. What do you think, man? Great call. Um, I'm very happy because we've mentioned my co-host, Tony, and he's a Cleveland guy. So if either of us did not say this movie, he would be very upset at both you and I. So I'm glad that you put him in there. Um, I, a great job by Sheen in both films. 
you know, because his character arc from the beginning of the first one all the way through the end of the second one is huge. He he goes from the degenerate to then a teammate to accepting his role to then, you know, this suave playboy guy in part two who's got all the money, who then has to realize that that's not him. He needs to go back to basics type thing. So you're right. Sheen actually does some great acting in this character and it's a great call by you probably arguably the greatest closer in sports movie history you want anybody on the mound at the end of the game you're calling wild thing yeah and they do the song for him when he comes out of the bullpen and the crowd goes wild man it was it was shot really well i mean he was you know he was lifted up as kind of this legend in the movie which which was really cool because i felt like that translated really well to the audience where we kind of believed it and you could almost put yourself there as a fan when it was happening like yeah i would they would this town would really be into this dude you know cleveland or you know what you know fill in the blank with whatever town has a a, a big sports following you know he would really i feel like he would really would capture the the public's attention you know so i thought it was really well agreed all right so uh wild thing vaughn is my number two from major league another one of my favorite 80s flicks and also one of my favorite sports movies it was in my top five sports movies as well major league All right, man, so we're up to our number ones. I think we know what my number one is, or I think you probably know what it is, but we'll see when we get there. What's your number one in the meantime, man? I thought I'd have my a little fun with my number one pick here. You know, I'm sure this is very debatable if you're going for actual like athlete performance on the ball field. But this gentleman is the only man that is able to steal home, even though he's lost a step or two. He's the only man that can recruit teammates who have never touched the baseball in their life, but still put them right there in left field and make them a good ball player. And when a teammate doesn't have a glove, he pulls one out of his jeans pocket and says, here you go. I have one in my ass the whole time. You can use mine from now on. The only guy that could pickle the beast, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah, for sure. Sandlot, obviously. Yes, sir. From the Sandlot. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. So um, let me ask you, though, because I was thinking about for the Sandlot. Now, Benny the Jet and the, the way the story is told throughout the movie, he goes on to become a baseball player yes like, yeah, yeah. In, a, in his adult life so would you have considered any of these other kids for this list or no i don't think so the only reason i let benny stay on is because he did make it into the majors and have a long okay. career we don't see any of that until except for one scene when he steals home as a major leaguer so that's the only way he made it you know everybody else they were just sandlot backyard players the only other player that was decent on the team was the pitcher um but if you think about it he was always serving up home runs throughout the game because everybody got a hit off that guy so that's why benny the jet was able to make it over the great hambino over the heaters and over smalls of course right well ham uh (laughs) portrayed by the great character actor Patrick Renna, kind of the fat kid in the movie. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. <laughs> he was, I considered him for my list because that character fucking kills me, dude. Like, I love his character in the movie. I love because he's the catcher, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's the catcher and kind of the slugger. You know, he hits the home runs and he catches the catcher. And he uh, has so many great one-liners when he's like, hey, is that your sister out in left field? <laughs> you think she'd go out with me? Why is she naked? <laughs> you know, he's like talking to the hitters. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, he was so, awesome to me in that movie so I've, I wanted to kind of include him but I'm like I don't know if he's really an athlete he was like a 12 year old kid you know sure sure well the, this counts but, as kind of like a hybrid honorable for you we can throw him in there as a 1A but definitely Benny the Jet Rodriguez so great pick from the Sandlot 
It's your number one, man. You got a good list there. You got a lot of baseball on your list. Did you notice that? I did notice that. And it's funny because I had other baseballs I was considering and purposefully made sure to to keep them off. I was like, uh-oh, I, I could do a, a whole five of baseballs here. But I definitely wanted Shuttlesworth in there uh, and then for yours and my college basketball connection. And then, of course, you yeah, got sure. to have Rocky, of course. Yeah, sure. Well, speaking of that, that's my number one. So Rocky Balboa Boom. Is, is my number one. Um, I mean, you mentioned it beautifully earlier, but... I mean, he, when you think of on-screen athletes or you think of sports movies, at least in the last, you know, 20 years or so, everybody's going to start going Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And then especially when you look into the Creed franchise and how that's come on as of late and that's kind of a continuation of that. And, you know, honestly, Rocky's great in those movies, too. Like, he's not doing the athlete side necessarily, but... He is such a great mentor and coach, and he's using his own experiences to teach Creed. And that's really such a beautiful thing to me, man, that Sylvester Stallone has come so far with this one character. Like, he could literally do nothing else ever, and he would still be, like, an iconic person in in Hollywood lore because of what he's done with the Rocky character. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, just the kind of arc of this character over so many decades is amazing to me to see him kind of rise from this underdog kid in the original movie who, like you said, kind of wins the hearts of of the locals there all the way to what we see him in the Creed franchise as this kind of elderly, not elderly, but I mean, getting older mentor who, you know, can't do it himself anymore, but he can still instill his wisdom and help kind of make an impact in that sport still. But yeah, I mean, he is the one true sports like cinematic underdog is Rocky. And you know, we were talking about how sports movies are so feel good in our intro. And that's what Rocky's all about, man. It's just like overcoming the odds. I mean, that's what that character was made for. That's what that character stands for. And Sylvester Stallone, this is his, I feel like this is the role that's going to define his career. I mean, he's done a lot of great things, but he is always going to be Rocky. And, you know, it was beautiful that he was a part of the creation of that character too. Uh, You know, he's been nominated for Academy Awards for his involvement with this franchise. I mean, to me, it's the sports figure, sports character, if you, especially if you're thinking like fictionally. Uh, But yeah, Rocky, my number one man. And we already talked about Rocky Four being our favorite, which which that's it for me, man. Rocky Four is is the best one in my opinion. You nailed it, brother. And and the uh, the other part to it, and you're absolutely right that Rocky should be number one. I wanted to have a little fun uh, with my list, but. Stallone himself, to credit him with the character arc and coming in with Creed, he gets nominated for for actor for Rocky 1 in 1975 and then comes back in Creed and gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor, playing the exact same character but in a totally different role. So the arc that he portrayed over these years has been absolutely phenomenal. So you're spot on, man. Right. Thanks, brother. All right. So there we go. Uh, Brian, before we get to our honorables, why don't you just wrap up your top five again? Remind everybody what you had over there, man. Number five, Crash Davis from Bull Durham. Number four, Jesus Shuttlesworth from He Got Game. Number three is Rocky Balboa from Rocky. Number two, Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. And number one, Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Sandlot. Nice job, man. My number five was Maggie Fitzgerald from Million Dollar Baby. And then I had Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. Scott Howard from Teen Wolf. I tried to throw a little curveball in there. Speaking of curveballs, Wild Thing from Major League. And then my number one was Rocky Balboa from the Rocky franchise. So there you go, guys. That was our top five athletes on film. Uh, Very good list, Brian. So before we head over to social media and shout out the fans, man, why don't you give us some honorable mentions that didn't quite make the top five? What did you have over there, buddy? Sure. Well, we had a little crossover here because I did have Freaky Wild Thing Vaughn in my honorable. So there's another crossover for us. Check that off. 
All right. Uh, Roy Hobbs from The Natural. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Robert Redford, right? Yeah. Pick me out a winner, mm-hmm. Bobby. Uh, you know, the guy was a stud pitcher until he gets shot by a lady randomly. Women ruin everything. But then he's able to <laughs> come back years later as this incredible slugger. And then he endures over not be getting any playing time and still makes it onto it. So great movie. Love The Natural. Love Roy Hobbs. Uh, how about a little hockey action? Slapshot. Paul Newman doing Reggie Dunlop. Um, I think Slapshot's kind of an underrated, underseen film, believe it or not. I'll say so because I haven't seen it. And the thing with me, Brian, I'll come clean, is sure. I'm not a ho- I'm not a hockey fan, so I have a hard time gravitating to the hockey movies. Like, even Miracle, it took me like 20 years to see it. <laughs> and it was just because everybody's, everybody's like, you got to see it, you got to see it. And it was good. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll watch Kurt Russell do anything, you know? Sure. But I, I don't know. I just, I think it's hard to, like, seek out a film if it's a sport that you're not interested in you know oh yeah 100 percent. i can believe it so yeah but yeah i haven't seen Slapshot, but i've heard great things about that so good pick it's a fun one if you ever get in the hockey mood i, I suggest grabbing that uh the other ones movie the only movie that makes me cry every single time i watch it just before the football season starts every year and that's rudy i know yeah. that one gets heavily debated but it makes my list Yep. And lastly, winner of a Best Supporting Actor for this film, Jerry Maguire, Rod Tidwell. Yeah, good pick, man. Good pick. I thought about that one, too. Here's what rounded out, what would have rounded out my honorables, though. My number six would have been Mox, Jonathan Mox, from Varsity Blues, portrayed by James Vanderbeek. Beautiful. Come on, man. The backup quarterback who has to go in when Paul Walker gets taken out, and he ends up throwing the touchdown to win the game, and just kind of becomes a local superstar. Uh, and hijinks ensue, you know. And they, it, I just love Varsity Blues, man. It's a guilty pleasure, you know what I mean? Sure. But I love Jonathan Moxon in that movie for sure, and I'm not a James Vanderbeek fan either, but I just love him in that role. Oh, okay. Uh, my, my number seven would have been Jimmy Dugan, which we already talked about from League of Their Own. Tom nice. Hanks, nice. Number eight would have been Margot Robbie portraying Tanya Harding in I, Tanya. I feel like she really captured the, you know, the side of Tanya Harding that was very intimate, that was behind closed doors, not the public one, the paparazzi and everything when the controversy went down. Because this is a story kind of leading to that. Uh, it's not necessarily about that. Uh, and I love the kind of Scorsese-esque way the film was shot. And Margot Robbie is just, I mean, she got nominated for the Academy Award for this. She's just amazing in that role. She really allows the audience to sympathize with an otherwise pretty unsavory villain in Tanya Harding's character there. Good call. And then you mentioned Rudy. So Rudy would have been on my list as well. I love that movie. Mm. You know, when he gets carried, when he gets carried off the film, field at the end. I mean, come on, man. It's perfect. And then uh, to round out my top 10 would have been Ivan Drago from Rocky Four Because in the sports world, I don't know that there's been a like a more badass kind of like fearful villain like there's been some good villains like don't get me wrong like shooter mcgavin comes to mind but i mean just like you were scared of him mm-hmm. <laughs> was i was ivan drago you know and i think that helped too because rocky's like not scared of him and rocky's like i got this you know and that just added to the kind of underdog element i felt like because it seemed like him almost impossible to overcome those odds do you know what i mean but oh, he yeah. did it so so there you go guys so that's our honorable mentions and that wraps up us on our uh our favorite movie athletes now brian what i like to do at the end of the episode before i I let you go i know you're i know you're enjoying hanging out with me i'm I'm gonna make you stick around for a little bit longer quite all right you want to open the suggestion box what's in the box gerald what's in the box what's in the box (laughs) but i like to head over to social media and just see what the fans had to say as we open up the old suggestion box we'll see if there's any different shout outs over there so i just said 
What are some of your favorite on-screen athletes? They can be fictional or real-life athletes portrayed by an actor. Chris Yaney, patron and friend of the show, has the gif of Rocky and Apollo running on the beach together. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you shout out Rocky or Apollo, but they're great. They're both great picks. The best man hug of all time. Hell yeah, dude. Slow motion, the whole thing. Let's see. Uh, James McDonald says Billy Chappell is in uh, first ballot Hall of Famer for this list. No, thank you. He pitches a perfect game against the Yankees, my favorite team. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? For lo- that's for the love of the for game. For the love right? of the game. Yeah. Great, a, a yeah, good yeah. movie, and Costner does a great job. But it's against the Yanks, yeah. so I could never love it. Yeah, Costner again, by the way. Yeah. All right, so Jared Taylor, patron and friend of the show, says Shane Falco from The Replacements. Okay. Beautiful. And here and here you go. How about this? He says the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. There we go. Now we're talking. Hey, look at that. He's got Rocky on here. He also says Happy Gilmore. Cool. And then Rick the Wild Thing Vaughn for Major League. Uh, Mario shares your number one. He says Benny the Jet is his number one. There we go. So we got a couple that we haven't mentioned here by Joey Austin. Joey says Daniel LaRusso from The Karate Kid. What do you think about that? Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's hot topic. He's uh, back in everybody's favor now with that TV series. So good call. I know. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. He also says Rudy, Big Ernie McCracken, Loudon Swain from Vision Quest, and Bugs Bunny from Space Jam. <laughs> I love that. Good call. <laughs> I like the Ernie McCracken pull on that one. <laughs> I love that. Oh, uh, Dance truly also says uh, Wild Thing Vaughn. Uh, Aaron, friend of the show, says Billy Chapel and Crash Davis come to mind right away. Also, Charlie Conway, Pedro Serrano, Paul Blake, Billy Hoyle, and Dottie Henson. Nice. Joey Mills, friend of the show, says Costner as Crash Davis. Roy McAvoy in Tin Cup. That's a couple Costners right That's there. Costners, yeah. And he also says he loves Apollo and Adonis Creed. And then he says his favorite movie, but it's criminally underseen, is a movie called Digstown with Louis Gossett Jr. as Honey Roy Palmer. I don't know that one. Do you know Digstown? I do. He's absolutely correct. He's very underseen, and he, that spot, that's a great call. Is to pull that. I never even wrote that on my list, but I'm mad that I didn't. That's a really good call there, man. Let's see. Dan Roski, top-level patron, says uh, Jess and Jules from Bend It Like Beckham. Brian Clowell from Damned United. The Six Women from Offside. Soraya from Fighting With My Family. Oh, that's a good one. Is that Florence Pugh? Yeah. There we oh, go. shit. Why didn't I have that on my list? I've been absolutely infatuated with Florence Pugh. <laughs> we, we have to redo the whole episode Start now, Brian. Again. <laughs> I got to put it right on my list. Wow. Good pick there. Uh, and then we'll end with Amanda, a, a dear, dear friend of mine and a dear friend of the show. But she says she would put all the Rockford Peaches on her list. But if she had to pick one, it would obviously be Gina Davis's Dottie. Good call. So there you go. We obviously agree with her. Brian, look, man, it, it's a thrill to me to finally get you over here on the show. You know, like I said, we've been talking forever. And uh, I know life's crazy, man. I know you've been dealing with a lot of crap out there. You got a newborn at the house. I mean, I, I can't thank you enough for carving out time to come on the peas man why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and your show real quick and and we'll sign off man where can they find you thank you i appreciate it man i'm at brian stever on twitter and then but more importantly you can find our show at take two podcast on twitter and it's t-o-o because all hollywood news movie reviews and our take two yeah man i've um, done a couple segments with tony for reviews and stuff you need to have me back over there man i'm ready to come on take two and Let's talk to you guys we'll discuss yeah. off air let's make it happen <laughs> i'd love to man all right so check brian out all of his information will be in the show notes and brian thanks so much for being here tonight man i appreciate it thank you all right guys we will be back next week and we will have another top five and another p on the pod see you then take care